1: And I'm Ray Ray. And, and this, this is, is our, our house.
0: house. Welcome back to the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, this is episode 12. I'm Ray Ray. And I'm Breezy. And big, big, big hockey news hockey is happening hopefully, question mark, <laughs> uh, we're going to discuss all the things and who knows, the hockey world might change by the time you hear this from once we have recorded uh, the podcast. But before we dive into all of our thoughts and opinions on hockey's hopeful return, we have to tell you about this week's guest, breezy yeah so his
1: team should hopefully make it into the playoffs if they if it happens uh his name is Alfonso. he you probably know him if you're in the nhl talk group on facebook he's pretty prominent there so we brought him on he's a huge hockey fan uh diehard rangers fan and you're going to hear about it i mean the guy knows msg in and out it's almost nuts how crazy in depth he goes by seat locations um but yeah he's uh he brings a little bit of New York to us and tells us about his volunteer work and it's just really cool to, to kind of hear especially knowing the
0: chaos that
1: supposedly is happening over in in New York so it's good to hear from
0: him He's a writer and talks all about hockey lifestyle as well. And I think you'll really appreciate that. I loved hearing the New York accent.
1: Yeah, I it? only heard it on a couple words, but it was it was good. Yeah. I liked it. Well, I wanted to I want to go to New York. I've never been, so Wait, you've never been to New York at all? I no, not at all. It's actually I've been wanting to go to New York for years. I've been trying to plan it. I was trying to go. I talked to you about, it. I was trying to go in February this past year. We were going to try to make it work, uh, but it didn't end up happening, but yeah, I want to, I, I want to go to New York. I feel like it be so much fun.
0: Oh, I love New York. I, I love I just don't like a lot of people. So I feel like I'm kind of screwed. Well, you better go now while quarantine's <laughs> happening. You might not have the full experience, but oh, no. yeah, I think That's you, fun. you just kind of embrace the people and the chaos. Yeah. You have to. I I remember, I mean, I, I used to go to New York city a lot. My aunt used to live there. And I mean, I grew up in the city of Chicago and I used to take the train and everything by myself. And I would go visit her in New York and go walk around and take the subway and just go explore. And as like a young, like, high schooler middle schooler yeah. and i hadn't been to new york then for a while and after that and i <laughs> i got to manhattan i was staying at a hotel and i walked out the front door to go get a starbucks and there were so many people walking so fast that i felt like frogger i was in frogger and i was like uh, <laughs> i don't know how to how do i how do i merge with these people no one's stopping yeah. or slowing down and i was like going just like back and forth trying to figure it out i had oh forgotten and then i was like oh yeah that's right you just go and they yeah. they meld with you you just you just have to walk they'll slow up and keep going in like 10 that's minute.
1: that's really weird see yeah
0: i got i feel like i gotta go to training for that because
1: <laughs> i mean i'm not like a slow walk i used to be a slow walker they used to call me the turtle I was just enjoying the walk. Hello. Hi. But uh, yeah, I walk a little faster now, but I still like, I always like stop and let people go in front of me or like, I'm just so quiet
0: when it comes to those things. So I feel like I, I gotta, I gotta figure it out. No, you can't do that in New York. It's like, uh, if you hesitate, someone's gonna run right over you behind you. If you stop, you know, it's like, you got to go with say, the flow. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you that's it no i'm oh. walking here. Oh, that's here yeah
1: home alone be... was my favorite movie growing up home alone too so, well home alone the first one was my favorite movie growing up and then home alone 2 lost in new york came out and i think i've been obsessed with new york or going to new york ever since seeing
0: that so leave it to macaulay culkin to inspire yeah. you to go to new york <laughs> yeah i used to know that movie Word for word. I'm going to guess you still years. do. Yeah, probably yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I probably do.
0: Well, let's talk about New York and the fact that the Rangers are in the 2020 20. playoffs, 2019-2020 yeah. NHL playoffs, along with my Chicago Blackhawks and the Canadians. Can we talk yeah. about this? So, in case you didn't hear the news, which I'm sure everybody's heard this news, but, but
1: not just like I mean, there's a lot of teams in there that you don't really normally see. I mean, the Canucks are there, Coyotes are there, so there's a lot of exciting. I, I'm excited. Panthers. To watch. Panthers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I there's mean, there. there's, there's a lot s- going on there's a lot happening so um hockey is happening hopefully gary just to recap in case anybody hasn't heard this or 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 at least to give you a point of reference to what we're going to talk about because we are recording this before this episode comes out and in case news changes we're talking about hockey happening as of uh the announcement from the NHL commissioner, Gary Batman, saying that the official regular season was completed on May 26th. They are hopeful to have hockey playoffs start based on a four phase plan of training and getting the players and the teams back together in their cities. They, they're, once they get through phase four of that plan, which they hope to be in the middle of July, then maybe playoffs will start end of July, early August, if all goes according. And then there's going to be two hub cities. There's not like a whole lot happening. I was trying to listen to this and watch children
1: swim. So I didn't really want to like... Let the kids drown?
0: Yeah. (laughs) So I I'm very happy with this plan. I think it's pretty fair and balanced as far as deciding who got to pl- to pl- gets to play in these like round robin playoff bracket types like with the teams we had just mentioned that like somehow the Blackhawks are are here even though they're last in the cent- last place in the central. Not complaining, very happy about this, but it's uh still not really clear that this is actually going to happen anyway this is a plan and they the commissioner in the nhl wouldn't set dates for obvious reasons because of the uncertainty in the world and if players get sick and xyz happens then no hockey. But right. what I thought was interesting though, they didn't talk about fans if they were going to let fans in or not.
1: Yeah. I, I read that too. I mean, I don't think there's anything, there's no talk of it, but I think it's safe to assume probably no fans, which I think is fine. Like I'm fine with it. Like it's not like I'm going to be going to a playoff game. I mean, the Kings aren't even in it, but. <laughs> you wouldn't go to a playoff game just. Like, I would go to a playoff game. Well, if they're in L.A., which Staples Center is is an option, if they right. decided to use one of the I don't think it's a good option, but it is an option. Um, I, I, would, I mean, I would go see any team play at this time. Like, I feel like I'm a fan of every team right now because I'm just like, just give it to me. But, yeah, um, yeah no fans, but I think that kind of – well, no fans as of now, but I think it kind of sucks for the players because I feel like the fans bring that energy, and I think that – the team kind of needs it to, to perform well and um,
0: yeah. I know there's been talk of, of piping in fan sound, crowd reaction internally into the arena. It's so weird. I know. I mean, the, so whole, the whole thing is weird and the whole thing is crazy to begin with. I mean, yeah. what do you think of the brackets? Do you think this is fair? Do you think this is even?
1: Uh, I mean, I think given the circumstance, I think anybody would be happy with how it is right now, unless your team's not in it. But even me, it's like, I mean, I would like to see every team in it. I just feel like it'd be kind of fun and just, I mean, you got to figure it's, it's not normal. So right. might as well just make it really not normal and allow everyone to compete, even if it's just like one or two games. But um, as is right now, like, I think it's fair. I mean, go for, I think as long as the top guys who should be in the playoffs have their equal opportunity to like, and not be, you know, thrown out by like the Hawks or something. Cause I feel like that would be, hey. no offense, but like, you know what I mean? True, I feel like it, it shouldn't be kind of like that just by chance because season ended and there was no way certain teams were going to get up into that playoff spot. So mm-hmm.
0: yeah, that's, that's just my two cents. All right. What do you think that this, that will actually happen will we see actual an actual game played? I'm still a little skeptical that it will happen. I mean
2: they're I really
0: they're really confident they are, and I can tell you from an inside source of mine that uh, no. the NFL yeah is. Like, moving full force ahead that they're going to be playing football in September, period. Whether or not there are fans there, they're Mm -hmm. doing it. Yeah. So, hockey, I mean, they're wearing masks, they're wearing gloves, they're fairly safe on the ice as far as, like, passing the virus from person to person. wearing masks. (laughs) Doesn't cover their mouth or their nose, but... Uh, yeah you could put the full shield on the on the players Could, I mean I think
1: that there's a lot of different things that could potentially happen and equipment that may need to be worn or maybe there's only so many guys in one room and so many guys in another room I mean I don't know but um yeah I don't know if it's I don't know if it's gonna happen or not I mean just like baseball it's like the guys are out on the field in wide open air. They should be all allowed to play, but they can't. And I heard my sister-in-law is a really big baseball fan. She's like, yeah, players are protesting. And they're just like, yeah, we, we don't want to play unless we get our full salaries and this and that. So I think that there's, there's still so much that's up in the air. But it seems like a positive for hockey. And I I hope it turns out. Yeah. Um, and if they were smart, they would put sports on TV because they want everyone to stay home, yeah. especially in California. If they want people to stay home, like that's one way to get them to stay home, Put sports on TV, they're not going to go anywhere. They're going to sit at home and boom, you get your wish. doesn't take yeah. a rocket science to figure that out.
0: Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they should just hire you at the government. I think, <laughs> I, I think, uh, I, I, I loved hearing that this was happening. And I think it's really great. And if the players are willing and, and everybody feels comfortable, then great. And we should play. They should, we should play, they should play. And the only thing I have an issue with is the minute after this was announced, people always have to like make it about them and complain and people were like this is bs if governments and and counties are gonna allow bend the rules for professional athletes to be more than 10 people together just to play sports like i mean mean, that's their
1: job like you want to go back to work
0: yourself right like right that's their job if you're complaining that hockey players get to go back to work well then are you gonna then you should go back to get to go back to work too i'm all for that but i don't think you should punish and make this out to be a bad thing this should be a positive thing then to say well then everybody should be allowed to go back to work and those who yes. want to stay home should be allowed to stay home and work from home if they don't feel safe or they have autoimmune issues or whatever. But, exactly. but to, to, to go, Oh, look, sports gets a free pass. Cause they make money. Nah, nah, nah. Then fuck you, because that, you should be thankful that they're paving the way to opening up more businesses to, to trying to figure out how to get back and how to do it safely and help and healthy. And it's entertainment. So just say thank you because we have no sports and no one wants to watch soccer. Right.
1: I mean, uh, some people
0: do, but no, (laughs) not me. Soccer is so boring. I'm not watching soccer on TV. No.
1: But I mean, you got to figure summertime's coming. People are going to be outside by the pool backyards you know hanging Only out. if they
0: have their own pool right my
1: pool's closed at so,
0: my apartment complex so you know?
1: what else are people gonna do when they yeah. don't have that kind of a luxury not everyone can go to the beach you got to figure people in that in the middle of the united states who watch hockey they can't go to the beach they probably can barely even go to their local lake or river so right. i mean it's entertaining i i, I mean you got to figure the movie studios are even shut down right now like there's yeah. no movies coming out. Well, there there's archives or whatever, but... Yeah, but the movie just, theaters are closed. Movie theaters are closed. And you could... I mean, they put new releases on Amazon and you mm-hmm. buy them. But, I mean, you want... The whole world wants everyone to get outside and stay away from electronics and this and that. And it's like... So, I mean, yeah. I guess sports still feeds into that. But, yeah, all right. my point was broken on that one. So, no, mind.
0: It's, <laughs> I think it's... I don't think it should be poo-pooed on. That really, really bothers me. And um, yeah. if the players have agreed and it wasn't forced and they aren't being forced to do this, mm-hmm. then, you know, I support that. Obviously we yeah. are only getting a little bit of the um, information. We're getting what we get from the commissioner. We get from Gare, but that's all we get. And. Something that I also found interesting about the press conference was the names of the players that Gary said were instrumental in making this happen were all the young guys. It was Connor McDavid and then the last name I never say, right? Tavares. Did I say it right this time? I mean, it's either Tavares or Tavares. I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) Johnny T, uh, he was part of it, and there was like two others that he publicly named and like credited for like being instrumental in and yeah. pu- bringing this together. And I thought that was really interesting. That yeah. group, it sort of I, I, is McDavid it seems like really the, a the leader? quiet guys,
1: yeah, yeah. The quiet guys are stepping
0: up. I mean. <laughs> That seems a little sh- strange to me. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Like does does ev- is everybody love McDavid? Everybody respects McDavid in the in the league and they're going to listen to him? Oh, I think so. Hands down. You think Brent Burns is like, "Oh yeah, whatever McDavid says, I'm all for it." No, I'm not. But I think he's like, "Well, yeah, like I think he's a good spokesperson
1: for the league and if he's on it he's obviously probably you know seen all aspects of it and he's well respected all, all over the league I mean you got to figure all the guys are all-star games or when they play against him, everyone their focus on is on him so mm-hmm. I would think that players respect him enough to say like oh, okay so if he's on board I mean the guy you got to figure the guy's quiet you know that he's mentally thinking of all different aspects of what could possibly happen. So I think that he's probably taken everything into consideration and thinks it's 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 a good thing.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I was just I was just a little (laughs) surprised. Well I'm just like I'm just throwing out a name that like you know you wouldn't expect.
1: I would say like a Ryan Reeves would probably be like, "Eh, no, I'm not. I'm not following that kid around." <laughs>
0: well, right. Yeah, yeah. I, got but you, I got you. I'd, I don't know that. I mean, I, obviously, I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I don't yeah. know Connor McDavid or Brent Burns. But I just I found that to be very surprising that those yeah. were the names listed. I again, I praise the NHL and the players for being the first to agree and make all this happen publicly. I mean, obviously the NFL hasn't officially started yet during this virus, so I guess they're technically the first team, but to see all the players, however they agreed to it, um, to agree to play, and baseball being like, we want our full salary. I mean, Jesus, this is a global pandemic. Take. I don't know how you can say that right now. Either you get paid something or you could get paid nothing and you might not have a job next year. So what's your problem? How many failing franchises are there in both the NHL and the MLB that this coronavirus could bankrupt the entire franchise and the players are saying they're not going to play unless they get their full salary. I can't even imagine.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't get it. But again, it's, I mean, you got, my argument is you guys make millions and millions of dollars each season. And if you're only going to get half of that, I mean, you're still making a lot of money, but you know, I've, I've talked about this openly with a lot of people and they're like, yeah, but you got to figure what if you were told to go back to work and you only got half your salary. And I was like, yeah, that suck. But that's completely different scale. I mean, I'm not making millions over here. Yeah. If someone wants to hire me to make millions. I'd happily do that. But
0: yeah, it's, and it's, it's different. It's, it's so different. Temporary as well. Yeah. Right. And to the point I was saying, if you're if that franchise that you're you have a contract with is going to go belly up yeah. if you don't play at all, wouldn't you rather support them, knowing that if by you playing and taking less pay right now is going to benefit? For the future and and the longevity of your career, you kind of yeah. have to suck it up. Yeah. yeah. And in in this state, right? like in the making millions and hundreds of thousands of dollars. yeah. yeah. Um, and times are tough. this is this is what's ha- what's happening. I right. mean, I, I don't know, I just can't imagine. I can't imagine saying I'm not going to play unless I get paid my full salary as my base argument with everything that's going on in, in the state of this global pandemic, you're going to put your foot down on not wanting to play because of not getting a full salary that I can't understand health concerns, safety for your family, safety for everybody else. Um, Yes. Okay. I could, I can understand that. But,
2: salaries.
0: Ah, it's available. I mean, that's why the NHL is the best league of all the sports. It's true. Yeah, it's players, true. The players are like, well, yeah, let's play. I mean, yeah. from what we're being told. I'm going to go yeah. out on a limb and say there's a bunch of players who didn't want to play. Yeah. Just yeah, like sure. in any situation. Because again, yeah. we don't know if this is actually gonna happen. Right? This yeah. might not even happen. They might not play.
1: Well, let's hope let's hope it does happen so we can get some entertainment and have fun, I guess. I don't
0: know. Yeah. I don't know. I need a change of pace in my life. <laughs> I, <laughs> Give me I something. need something. I know. I need some hockey. I was yeah. I was in such a state of shock watching that press conference because it was like wait is this actually happening maybe kind of sorta you know all right let's let's talk about let's do one prediction as of today if this playoff bracket of sorts actually okay. happens okay who yeah. are you putting in the stanley cup playoffs finals like in the finals who, who are you picking
1: uh gosh that i'm looking at the bracket right now so sorry if my,
0: my i know eyeballs are, i am too
1: here um it's tough p- man yeah i mean i think boston's always really good mm-hmm. um I'm going to have to probably say Boston uh-huh. and, Uh huh. and I don't know. A lot of talks are, are that the, uh,
0: the Knights are going to do well. They had a um, lot of injuries that maybe they've had some time yeah. to recover so they could do well. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's tough. I, I don't think I can say honestly. I know we're just I th- making I like think... a real blind prediction here because we have no clue what these guys have been doing in quarantine. Ooh, that's either. true. That's true.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say the Flames versus the Bruins.
0: Whoa! Okay. Wow. I think
1: <laughs> you told me a
0: blind call. I'm, I'm I just know. going blind. I know. I know. I think. I think it. There's a possibility we could have a rematch of last year. I think it could yeah. be Bruins-Blues. Yeah. I don't think the Avs have it in them. I definitely don't, definitely don't think the Avs can beat the Blues. Can the Blackhawks beat the Oilers? Ye- maybe, yeah, if we don't drop the, drop the ball like we always do. But then, who do they play? Uh, yeah, I think I don't think the Blackhawks would get out of the second round. I guess would be yeah. So yeah, I don't see anybody else making a run for that those top four teams. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. I just it's don't. Tough.
1: I mean, and you don't really know. I mean, they soul said that if this were to happen, this could potentially be the matchup. So, I I don't know. Until we get something official and I replay the last, like, half season of games and stats, I, I can't really. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I and know. hockey's so unpredictable. I mean, you have one bad game, the whole team gets frustrated, and then you blow the series, so
0: true true it happens well we put our predictions on record just for shits and giggles (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna ethically regret my decision probably one day (laughs) no way no way uh well here's to hoping here's to hoping summer is canceled and hockey is back this is the part of the podcast where we let you, yes, you hockey fans, take the mic and tell your story of interacting with an NHL player, past or present.
3: This is uh, Phil Oliver. I'm um, just sharing my story. I'm a diehard Islander fan since birth, um, and I was uh, I had a, a few moments meeting some some uh, Islander players um, throughout my uh, my time on this planet, but one that uh resonated the most was um i was about uh 14 maybe i was in high school um and uh i met Brock Nelson uh who's currently one of the uh, top islander forwards right now um was, i think it was his either his rookie year or his sophomore year in the league um and i was uh lucky enough to get into some sort of islander golf fundraiser thing um and they didn't tell us that any of the players were going to be there, but, uh, there were a couple players there and Brock Nelson was one of them and he actually joined me and my dad, uh, for a couple holes. He played a few holes with us, uh, and it was pretty cool. He's an awesome guy and hockey players are uh, naturally good at golf in, uh, in my opinion. I th- he was, he was really good. He hit the snot out of the ball. Um, and, and he was just a great guy. He talked about his, uh, Experience playing for USA Hockey, um, and playing at the at Yankee Stadium in the, uh, uh, for the outdoor game against the Rangers. Um, and yeah, he was a, he's a really good guy. Uh, and that's, that's pretty much it. I've had a couple other experiences, but they're really just, uh, just saying hi or whatnot. So they're not as, as, uh, as important. So, uh, thank you for, uh, for listening in and let's go, Islanders. <laughs>
0: Thanks for sharing your story on the House of Hockey podcast. We'd love to hear your story, if you have one, of interacting with an NHL player, past or present. Just call our phone number, 323-438-2648. Tell us your name, tell us the NHL player's name and the team they play for, and then tell your story in five minutes or less. And you just might hear it on an upcoming episode of the podcast.
1: We'd like to welcome a true diehard New York Rangers fan, Alfonso Caldero. Welcome to Hello. our house.
2: Hey, thank you. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. Thank you.
1: Of course. Thanks for joining us. So uh, I think let's just jump into it. How did you get into hockey?
2: Um, I got into hockey when I was around 10 years old. Uh, the com- uh, Well, like 9 or 10. Uh, the combination of... NHL 94, the video game, uh, the Mighty Ducks movie coming out. Not exactly sure which one came before the other one, but uh, those two. And then the Rangers winning the Stanley Cup in the 93-94 season. Uh, that that did it for me ever since then. I've been totally hooked to hockey ever since.
0: Fight the trifecta <laughs> <So obviously>.
2: there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny.
1: So, obviously, the Rangers won the Cup, which would ultimately make you a fan. So, what – and is that the reason why you became a Rangers fan over an Islanders
2: fan? Uh, yeah, but my, my uh, biggest sports influence uh, was uh, my uncle. He was, uh, he's a New York Jets, uh, New York Yankees and New York Knicks fan. He's actually an Islanders fan, but uh, growing up in the Bronx, you're kind of like hockey is not a, a very popular sport. And it's actually like ridiculed in some uh, <laughs> parts of growing up. I was a, uh, a lot of people were like just didn't like hockey, and you know I was like made fun of for liking it and things like that. Like oh Canada sucks and all this other kind of craziness. Um, <laughs> so so um, you know like I, I uh, through uh, the the Mighty Ducks movie and the the video game like I started to love hockey, and then just coincidentally enough, uh, the Rangers were uh, doing well. Like and I picked up everything, so the Rangers were pretty much all I saw at that point. Um, and then they ended up. Uh, Having a long playoff run and winning the Stanley Cup, so I was uh, I was, I was really young, so and like really naive to the sports, so I, I didn't really like appreciate it as much as you know um, everybody else who were older fans and were like super happy, you know I could die happy now, you know like uh, I didn't really have like that kind of euphoria moment, but uh, hopefully if it hap- uh, hopefully it happens soon and I'll be able to enjoy it like they did back then.
0: What uh what do you? Th- how would you describe New York Rangers fans like what's that culture like what is it like is it just you know there's a lot of Wall Street guys who roll up to the games, um, you know, in suits and they throw their jerseys on over to go to games during the week I mean describe sort of that culture of, of New York Rangers hockey fans.
2: Uh, I think a lot of it depends on where you sit. <laughs> um <laughs> if uh if you're in the 100s uh you have a different experience than if you're in the 200s or the uh the blue seats in the 400s um it's it's a different feel. but well one thing about ranger fans is that they're they're a very tight-knit bunch after the first minute of play if the rangers don't score very soon you know the the place gets really quiet so um that's something that we uh a lot of the, the hardcore fans are very vocal about and you know when we're there we try to we try to do you know the best we can. Like I'm I'm one of those uh, chant starters, so uh, I'm always down for let's go Rangers and any given time, you know. Usually when when the puck is like not in uh, the the uh, defensive zone, because then you know you're saying it and then a goal gets scored and then it's not <laughs> it's not <Yeah>. as fun. <laughs> <laughs> there is the 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 corporate aspect of it, mm-hmm. you know. This you know people who just you know like companies having season tickets just giving anybody uh, seats. I've actually um almost. I've actually uh, twice sitting in the hundreds trying to start Rangers chance, I Almost got kicked out. One time I was drunk. The other time I was completely sober. So <laughs> it was definitely, uh, I think, more than uh, just uh, alcohol issue. But it's um, It's just they cater more to the the older crowds, I think, because you know, like you know, it's it's, it's expensive to go, um, and a lot of the like the older fans are the ones that have the season tickets and all that. You, you can hear it by the music. The music uh, is more kind of. 70s 80s ish and then um you know if you go to like uh jersey or new york or uh, the islanders they have you know a little more current music
1: i imagine i mean msg is obviously iconic it's number one on my bucket list of, of hockey arenas to go to so i would imagine it would be almost kind of electric in there so it's interesting to hear that it's kind of mellow up until things score i mean what do you think would be a, a good way for MSG to kind of be a little bit more electric moving forward um if you could give anybody like some tips on on going to a game I mean would you prefer more chance would you prefer or is it like a respect level like be quiet and less score
2: now yeah. yeah, I'm I'm super loud at games uh, I don't think uh, I don't think it should be any kind of church level ever ever <laughs> <Yeah>. but um <laughs> but I, I think um uh, the 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 best thing to do is to go with, like a group of people and have everybody like yeah. if, if you're if you're a yeller just and everybody just yells at one time it, it's it's easier to get the chance going when everybody's like the more people that are involved. Um, and for people that are visiting, I think it just like be very careful where you sit because uh when they they, they built the uh, the Chase Bridge and uh-huh. like. The upper part of the 200s, like after row 12 and up, and um, the places in the 400s is a couple of, uh, like, obstructed view kind of places. So the best oh, places okay. to sit would be, yeah, the best places to be would be in the 100s or the 200s, row 12 and under. Those are, those, gotcha. those are like, to, to get the full experience. Because even in the 200s, if you sit, like, in rows 16, 17, and 18, it goes up mm-hmm. to 24. Um if you sit anywhere over there then the the iconic MSG ceiling starts getting cut off and then you start seeing the jumbotron on the the TVs on the side which is not as fun of an experience as getting the wow. whole experience and getting like the 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 ceiling action and everything else in it. Dang, hey. you know that place in and out. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've 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 definitely I've definitely sat everywhere in that place.
1: Yeah, you've been
2: there once or twice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i mean that's such a different perspective you go there all the time and breezy and i have that on our bucket list of like must attend yeah. hockey games it's i think that's what makes this sport so fun to be a fan of
2: i'm a contributor for FanSide, and um the vision i work on there is uh, uh puck crews i don't talk about rangers as much like naturally i have to because that is where like, my fandom comes from but um I don't talk. I try to talk everything other than Rangers, um, so that it's more well-rounded. It's been really fun, especially in quarantine time when you know not that much is going on. Kind of like creating the atmosphere, the sports atmosphere within myself, and you know trying to uh, bring it to other people. The one thing that I try to focus on a lot is like fan perspectives and people pieces because I I feel like you know there's there's thousands and thousands of bloggers and people that you know cut up the analytics on hockey and everything else like that my angle uh the most is trying to recognize like extraordinary fans and how they tie into hockey doing other things like philanthropy work and things like that why don't
0: you share one story that that's really stood out to you about fans and philanthropy and i know you do a lot of volunteer work as well um, but do you have a story you can share with us that you've shared in the in the blog
2: Yeah, uh, my my first story uh, was um, it was about three different people who were making masks uh, for uh, to combat the the COVID nineteen pandemic, and I had a luckily I knew all these people. Um, There was a a group of Ranger fans that were turning in T-shirts into like hybrid masks, and they were um, you know using them for donations and then selling them. Selling some of them, but then like using the money to make more donations, and they've donated to uh, hospitals and the uh, the the homeless shelter that I that I volunteer in, and um, different places around uh, uh, upstate New York and um, a couple places on Long Island so far. They had a bunch of uh, Ranger fans come in and like donate T-shirts, and like they put their own T-shirts together. You know, obviously like they wash and sanitize everything and then, you know, do what they do with them. But I actually have one right here that can, uh, this is the one that they gave me. So it's like a full t-shirt. Yeah. So
0: yeah,
2: yeah, it's really, it's really cool. Um, Actually I was thinking about opening the show with it, but it's actually (laughs) nice to to be able to talk to people without a mask nowadays. Um, (laughs) Yes. um,
0: Relish in those moments.
2: (laughs) Yeah. The second one was uh, a lady in, uh, St. Louis named Michelle Colbert. She, she's retired from politics. She's a season ticket holder. She converted her, her normal business, which was like, you know, like selling like fresh fruit out of the garden and different things like that. And, you know, like making different like jams and sauces and converting it into uh, making masks. And at, at the point of the story, she did like a thousand masks at that, at that point. And, you know, she, she was retired. So, you know, what was doing was pumping out masks, you know, like 15, 17 hours a day that's just, a lot like, giving them the people yeah she she showed me a post where uh like uh one the, the sheriff deputies made like a special honor post for her and different things like that so it was it was, it was really cool to to see that and to see her her tremendous efforts uh paid off that way the first show i seen with you lovely ladies was with uh tracy when you had her on and um Dude, we love actually. Tracy. Yeah, well, I, I do too. I do too. I definitely. I mean, I didn't know anything about the show, and I just like spent the whole hour watching her talk, even though I already knew who she was. And it was just—it <laughs> was really—it was really cool to, you know, like see see the experience. Well,
1: speaking of Tracy, she sent me this photo. I don't know if you can see it.
3: Look <laughs> no, at yeah. that. So yeah, it's she wanted one of my me favorites.
1: to. It's one of your favorites. So yeah. explain that. I mean, you guys are obviously jersey swapped right there and for those (laughs) of you who hadn't heard tracy's a diehard fan and in this photo if you i mean i could post the photo but if you watch her youtube that comes out on sunday um you'll see it so they actually swapped jersey together and there's a story that goes along with that so can you share
2: It it was a really fun day but uh when when we got down to meeting up and then um it was it was a progressive all day thing. Like uh, uh, luckily, uh, one of my one of my friends named Jill, uh, she took me down to the practice, and you know, so I was basically like with a large group of people all day. Uh, so at the end, I was just like, you know, like Tracy had the the jersey in her hand. I'm not exactly sure why she had the jersey extra, but uh, I asked her. I was like I was like, what size is this? She was like, oh, it's two X. And I was like, yeah, I was like, give it over. I'll put it on. So then, um, yeah. she was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." I was like, "Whatever." You know, it's just, you know, it's fun at this point. You know, it's just, you know, everybody's having a good time. You know, like, oh, uh, like, see the 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 crazy Ranger fan wear a King's jersey. You know what I mean? Like those kind of things. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I put it on, and then while I was uh, while I had mine's off, she was like, she was like, "Oh, give me yours," and I was like, "All right." So then uh, I gave her mine, and then we like we took that fantastic picture. So it's pretty really cool.
0: Wait, did you keep the jersey too? And did you let Tracy no, keep? No, no? no.
2: I mean, it was it was Jonathan Quick, two thousand fourteen Stanley Cup patch. There's absolutely oh. no way. There's no way I'd, 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 I'd be able to keep it. I mean, it was just cool enough to wear. It. I didn't really. I didn't really have like too many qualms about it, even you know. It was Un- weird,
0: understandable.
2: Yeah. Fully understandable. <laughs> yeah. The,
0: the Stanley Cup patch, like, there's some like logistics involved here in hockey jerseys where like yeah, you're not yeah. just giving away any jersey off your back like that's yes. yeah yes. there's that, there's that. laws here in our hockey subculture that we must follow <laughs>
2: yeah, that <would laughs> and that's one point. of them i mean even even when it comes down to you know like i love i love everybody um i love all fans from everywhere just because uh i'm just big on people and you know like there's there's fans like me that are a huge range of fans that are just they just love different teams because they could just come from different places. But you know, everybody is still great people. Um, but when it comes to the Kings, like themselves, like I, I, I do not like the Kings, like everything, when they lose, like I'm, 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 I'm happy with it. you know, like I'm satisfied, <laughs> with it. you know, like that kind of thing.
1: Well, speaking of other teams. So I met you kind of, sort of, I guess in a way uh, through NHL talk on yes. Facebook. Yeah. So Explain, so did you start, because you're an admin for it, did you start the page? Are you just a part of it? Like, what's going on with that?
2: Uh, I didn't start the page. It was a, a old friend of mine who um, got me into uh, being an admin there. And the goal was always to have, like, every fan base have a strong voice in there so that, like, you know, you start learning, you start experiencing different things, and um, bring people together over, like, for the passion of hockey and not just the... Uh, love of the favorite teams. It's been amazing to learn different views and different uh, perspectives from everybody. The passion of hockey and being a good person is not team specific. It's not a uh, geographic thing. It's just people in general.
1: I think that's probably one of the only groups I've really been a part of on Facebook that there's not very much negativity there either. It's either well managed or people just are respective of of other people's opinions and like to kind of chime in here or there. And if they don't, you know, from what I've seen, at least.
2: Yeah. Well, what, what, what we worked towards was, you know, making it a place to bring people together. You know, you learn, like, you know, if you're a Blackhawks fan then you're like you, if, and um, at any point in your life, if you just met like two blues fans and they were just like, assholes to you you know like at that point you're just like oh you know like all blues fans are awful you know what i mean just off of those right. two actual people so you know like when you meet different fans from different fan bases especially the rival fans um and you just see that they're like really cool people and it's just like oh wow you know like it just blows people away that it's not like just team specific it's just you know like good people are all over the place and like one thing that i always try to do and everything that i do is uh bring people together and um being able to have people break the hatred or just keep the hatred toward the actual team and not on other people uh, has been probably the best part about the group itself. Yeah.
0: What would you say, you know, when I started really diving into this hockey world and, and filming and traveling and interviewing fans, it all really started with the simple thing of, I don't know anything about any other fan culture, base, anything, right? Because you stick to your team. And there's no reason for me to learn about Rangers fans, really, you know what I mean? But it was a curiosity that I had. Um, And it's gotten me to all kinds of really unique places and I've met some incredible people as well. And I know Breezy travels a lot as well and has met all kinds of fans and, and different people in this hockey world too. So what would you say, Alfonso, is like your dream goal of, of taking this, all the things you're talking about with the, you know, with the Facebook group, with, you know, writing in the blog and all the work you do around New York, like what would be your goal to, to do for the hockey community?
2: Uh, ultimately, I'd love to land a job somewhere in the, uh the NHL world, any kind of something. I just try to just, you know, bring people together and just have people have the understanding of, um, like, how important it is, like, and how much of a blessing it is for people to actually be together and enjoy this game, whether you're on one side of the fence or the other. I lived in Boston for four years, and that's where I gained a lot of my perspective on, like, learning about different fans, because, you know, like, you always grow up, like, like, you know, being from New York, you're like, oh, Boston sucks, and all this other stuff, and, you know. Obviously, I hate every sports team over there. Um, So Mm -hmm. me going over there as a uh, Jets, Yankees, and uh, Rangers fan was uh, very interesting a lot of times. But at the same time, it wasn't as hard as people made it out to be just because I was able to – I don't know. know, People saw me for who I was, and people I saw them for who they were, and it was just like – it was a mind-blowing experience overall just to see, like, oh, well, you know – Red Sox fans aren't all that bad, you know. Like Bruins fans aren't all that bad, you know. Do you play? Definitely. Um, I started playing a couple years ago. Uh, luckily enough, uh, I, I grew up not thinking it was it was possible to play. Um, thanks to social media, which has given me everything to my fanhood up until this interview right here with you, lovely ladies. Um, oh. I saw people playing that were like older and like, you know, out of shape. you like not really like your typical, you know, like players, you know, like, and they're just, you know, they're just going out, having fun. They're playing beer leagues like that. And I'm like, wow, you know, that's, that's amazing. So uh, I ended up um, a couple of uh, buddies of mine uh, did a, uh, a pick of a hockey game um, in February of 2018. And then at that point I turned 34 uh, that January. So I'm like, you know what, if I'm ever going to play like it has to be now I'm like I'm not going to get any younger like my knees are fine my back is fine you know it's it's only going to get downhill from here so um I started slowly getting gear and um built up to that and then through that and then I've been playing ever since and it's 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 a beautiful thing that's kind of where, where I scored this one from cuz I I, nice. I always I was, I was always against um people uh having I was always against having um my own name on my jersey because I wasn't playing and things like that but now that I actually play I can wear it with a bunch of gear and sweat you know sweat it up all crazy so you know I'm like oh you know it's a good idea yeah you know?
1: yeah exactly and you have you know kind of gotten people together to play I, I've seen you been able to kind of gather people together to play roller hockey in the Bronx and didn't you do something like somewhere I, I'm i not familiar with New York at all so like, didn't you have like like multiple different spots that you were getting people together to play
2: people that hadn't played for years people who uh only play like you know infrequently because of you know uh job responsibilities kids wife you know whatever whatever the case was uh it was something that we all kind of like rallied around and um we would go to different places and uh Playing different venues, whether it be like roller hockey or ice hockey and different things like that, it was just uh, something where you know we all just enjoyed each other and then enjoyed the game that we love playing. Even though, I mean, a lot of the guys that play in the league are not that great, you know. And it's just you know you just do it for the fun, the fun and the love of the game. You don't really do it, you know, just uh, spin circles around everybody else and things like that, you know. Right. So, what has hockey done for you in like a positive man? I know you say. you social
1: media has helped and, and all this stuff, but you know, Ray Ray and I have tried with every episode that we do try to get a little bit more light on what hockey's actually done for individuals and whether that be, you know, making friends or getting out and playing again, or, you know, shooting a documentary about whatever's going on in the world. So what would you say is it has, what has hockey done for you
2: in a positive way? Uh, literally it's it's pretty much done everything like it's given me like a social life that I wouldn't normally have without it and it's given me um, being able to meet different people that share the same love uh, and passion for the sport that you do um, when I was growing uh, a lot of uh, you know when I'm growing up in the Bronx and not people were not really liking hockey and then uh, to a further step, I didn't know a lot of people who love sports like I did, you know, so like a lot of people would talk to me, like sit me down, like give me an intervention. Like it was a problem, you know, like it was something that, you know, it was like, like I was, like I was a disease, you know, like a lot of times people had me uh, feeling that way, but then, you know, thanks to social media, I was able to learn, like, you know, not only find people that share the same love that I do, but actually crazier than me.
0: That's awesome. That's so great to hear. And I think we would agree with that statement as well. It's uh, created a community of people that I didn't, I mean, hockey people are my people. And that's yes, like the totally. only way I can, I can describe it. And, um, and I'm happy to be uh, in this community. And I, um, Speaking of it, what would be your ultimate hockey bucket list item or thing to do? Uh, Do you want like a certain jersey, season tickets, dinner with a player? I mean, do you have any sort of something fun like that?
2: Uh, For me, it would just be uh, going to every arena. Um, Right now, I'm... I'm Right now, I've, I've, I'm at I'm in the twenties. I think I'm like twenty or twenty one. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, because like the like I went to Minnesota, and I went a couple hours before the game. Uh, got to the game, and then the person I went to the game with dropped me off at the airport, and I stayed up all night and caught the first flight up. You know, so like, you know, you start yeah, you start you start trying to cut down and cut corners and. You know there's a lot of amazing things that you can do traveling that you know it doesn't make it super super expensive. Do you have a favorite arena that you've been to? I'd say my top three is uh Tampa. Tampa is number one, I think. The what like, like that
0: lightning bolt,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, what is it? The uh, like that, t- That's- like. like t- Tessa Coral or something like that yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: and it's like yeah makes the lightning yeah. bold every time they score yeah
2: totally totally wow. that totally does it for me but uh I nah, just think the cool. overall the overall production the music and different things like yeah. that and, uh, a lot of um, what what I judge for arenas is like the sight lines you know like how 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 much how, how good do you take care of the cheap seats and I think then number two would be uh, Pittsburgh I think Pittsburgh they have a they, they have a really fun layout, and then they also have, uh, like, the interactive fan section, which, you know, obviously, I'm not a Penguins fan, but, you know, I still went through, like, the experience and, like, you know, touch the things and all that. I thought, you know, I, th- I thought it was really cool to, to bring that to fans. My third one would be Boston. Uh, I think I might be a little biased just because, uh, like, I used to live in Boston, and I went there, like, seven times uh, in my time there, like, Rangers and... Uh, Bruins, and it was just like every time the Rangers came by, it was like Christmas day, you know. And um, I think that's, you know, that, that had a, that had a lot to do with it. But I just think, you know, like the 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 music in Boston is really good. We always I,
0: ask everybody, like, who's their favorite hockey hunk? Like, who's the hunkiest?
2: One of what makes the Rangers most popular, and I do not know if there's any kind of equation in this where they, you know, how they pick the teams, how they build the teams. I really don't have any kind of backstory with it, but it seems like they have a lot of attractive hockey players that that play there. And I think that that really caters to the fan base and how, you know, like how how they respond to the teams. And like, if you notice, like when's the last time you've seen a Ranger, like without all their teeth, you know, like, can can you think of any, any Ranger? I can't, you know, like, it's just, you know, like, then you look at the, like at the all-star game, if you look at like, the whole Western Conference defensive line, like nobody yeah. has teeth on my line, you know? No. Like Burns, Drew Doughty, everybody's just, you know, they're totally all... teethless. Yeah, so.
0: <laughs> that's a good point.
1: Yeah,
2: I wonder point. if
0: that's in the Rangers' contracts. Yeah. Like, if you lose must a have tooth, teeth. must be replaced <laughs> immediately. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be there's... surprised. What about um, hockey lady? Who's your favorite hockey lady?
2: Um... I'd have to say Amanda Kestel. Uh, she actually just started working for the Rangers, and I'm like, wow. Well, thank
0: you so much. This was awesome to really get an inside look at your perspective and, and hear such a positive uh, motivation in talking hockey and, and creating – you know more community and, and bringing people together. I think it's wonderful what you're doing. So tell everybody again where they can keep up with you on all the things. Go ahead and plug everything.
2: It's uh, Fonz F O N Z N Y eighty eight. That's like my Twitter handle. I write for uh, Huck Crews, Dan H L Talk. I don't. It's a uh, invite only. Mm. Uh, but definitely. um, breezy's in it so she can invite everybody in there that she knows (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: hey how come i wasn't given an invitation uh... (laughs) just kidding i'll get you i'll get you in there that's fine
1: (laughs) everyone go follow them and make sure you uh check out the blog and if you want to be
2: added to nhl talk uh too bad just kidding (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was an honor. Thank you.
0: Thanks for coming over to our House of Hockey podcast and hanging out with us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Just look for House of Hockey podcast. We'll be back next week.